There. I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And Ahoy, I'm Comic Book Hunter, also known as just Hunter. And this is a hero story, episode number 97. Boom, we remembered again. Three for three. Oh, we're getting <laughs> close to the 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but we're doing good so far. Yeah, remember uh, the and number. Welcome to, <laughs> and well, welcome to a hero story. Uh, hero story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book video games, comic books themselves, comic book animation. You name it, we probably talk about it. The typical layout of our episode is news of the week first. Then we get to the comics of the week where we talk about whatever we read. And we kind of break it down for you a little bit, talk about our feelings about it, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we rate it. And then uh, at the end of the episode, I don't know, sometimes we just talk about whatever our topic is that we want to talk about. Uh, today we might end up talking about uh, CGC, the uh, comic rating company. Talk a little bit about that at the end because we've uh, been getting into that a little bit in the last Big few time. days. But uh, <laughs> but but we're going to start with the news of the week because uh, DC dropped a bit of a bomb on us with a big event coming up. Uh, Hunter, take it away. Yeah, so DC Fandom, they announced actually while we were recording last week's episode. If you go to the end of the episode, you hear me actually mention it, that it was announced a minute ago. So back then, though, when they announced it, they didn't say anything for like three days. And then every single person that's ever said the word DC uh, started releasing things on social media, releasing a little teaser video. That's from like live action people like Jason Momoa, the comic book artist Jim Lee, Scott Snyder's releasing it, Zack Snyder probably thought about it. But in the end, it's basically going to be DC's version of San Diego Comic-Con since that's not happening this year due to COVID. It's all online, so we're all invited. It's all free. Uh, it's basically going to be 24 hours of announcements, as far as I could tell. So there's a few sections. There's a comic section. There is a kids section. There's a live action section from movies, live action section for TV. Uh, and there's one more section. Oh, a gaming section, where they'll be announcing some DC video games that they've officially said that they will be announcing some games. We haven't had a DC game since Injustice 2. So maybe a new Arkham game, Rocksteady, please? In the oh, end, though, please, please, please. <laughs> in the end, uh, we know for sure that there's going to be a ton of panels here, all live. Trailers will be shown. First looks at certain things. I'm guessing we're going to like a first look at Cheetah and Wonder Woman, maybe. First trailer for the Snyder Cut, something like that. But in the end, it's just a ton of things. Some things will be happening at a certain time. So, like, they might announce hey, at 5 p.m. Pacific time, we're doing a panel with Jeff Johns in the comic section. And then an hour later, go to the live action section of the website and we'll be doing our first look at Aquaman 2 kind of thing like that. So some major things that are going to be for sure appearing in this is for mostly for live action. We haven't heard anything for the comics, but they did say that they're announcing a lot of comic news here. This is in August, so it's not going to be the next solicitations. I guess it'll be like kind of like previous solicitations afterwards. I'm guessing we'll get our 2021 comic event if DC's having one. Stuff like that. I mean, right now we're just kind of theorizing. Do you? Have well, any well, so I'm I'm wondering. I mean, I I think death metal potentially could lead to a bit of a soft boot reboot. So I'm 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 wondering if maybe that could be announced there. I mean, I I've seen the seeds of death metal. I think it's possible that it could be leading to something. So mm-hmm. um, I don't this, think a reboot, yeah, this, but a I, new lineup. Not 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 like a reboot, but kind of like a, one of those like soft like you know adding a few new number ones and all that, and kind of you know new creative teams on books. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing will happen for sure. I, like, I think Death Metal is like the finale to Rebirth, so because technically yeah. we're still in the Rebirth timeline, despite not really calling it that. But for live action, yeah. uh, I'm guessing. Well, not guessing for sure. We are getting Aquaman two stuff. 
we're getting Shazam two things. We're even getting Dwayne Johnson is going to be doing a panel on Black Adam, where he says he will be teasing some things and showing some things. Guessing maybe our first look at him in the actual Black Adam suit. That's not the concept art. Uh, we are mm-hmm. getting things on Wonder Woman 1980-something that I can't remember <laughs> at the top of my head. And we are getting our... Uh, Jack Snyder will be doing a little panel showing more of the Snyder Cut and information on it. Probably a release date since we don't have an official one yet. And I'm guessing a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of now, that's kind of all we know. All the CW shows, they're also game panels. Oh, and uh, a Flash movie is getting a panel. Believe it or not. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's actually getting a panel. Like, the director has teased that there's going to be news about it soon, and then the rest of the news will be coming at this event. So I, it's all coming August something. I can't remember off the top of my head <laughs> what day it's on. DC fandom. But yeah, what do you think of this? Uh, I'm I'm just excited overall. I'm uh I'm I feel like I'm gonna be on the computer for like eight hours that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, basically. I really hope I have I hope I have off from work so I don't have to keep updating Instagram. <laughs> you might have to book it off. But yeah, it's strange how it they say it's twenty four hours and every hour something's gonna be happening. So Yeah, I don't I don't really understand how that's gonna happen and then like they they made it kinda of sound like like a lot of things are gonna be happening at once. Like you can kind of choose what you wanna look at, like it's going to be like information overload. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess that's how it has at a Comic-Con. Like, there's, you know, multiple events happening at once, and you kind of choose which one you want to go to. But it should be interesting. Hopefully, the site doesn't crash. Oh, jeez, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I feel like the site will crash. It is uh, August 22nd. I just looked it up. And they, they yeah. do have one area that I forgot to mention called the Hall of Heroes, which will be an area for all the news that has already been announced that you weren't able to see live will be right there, just kind of updated. So you just refresh that page every once in a while and be like, oh, Dwayne Johnson just did this or Jim Lee just did this and stuff like that. But in the end, yeah, I feel like I might have to book that day off work and just binge through this all. Because I want to see every yeah. time I personally, live action and comics. I don't really care about CW that much. I won't be watching the kid stuff like Teen Titans Go, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Next bit of news. Yeah. Next bit of news is, speaking of Snyder Cut on the DC Phantom, Snyder Cut actually had a teaser this week, as of, like, a few hours from when we were recording. I guess a few days ago, if you're listening to it now. But the Snyder Cut teaser kind of didn't show anything. I mean, since the Snyder Cut didn't happen originally, Zack Snyder kind of posted a lot of images in the past three years of the movie, so it was kind of just like, hey, here's these pictures I posted, but in motion. Uh, it showed Wonder Woman with a torch looking at a, kind of like a Rurik image of Darkseid, and then you see Darkseid in the history lesson replaced with Steppenwolf. What do you think of this? You just watched this, too. Yeah, I, I literally, I worked all day, so I didn't even get a chance to see it until, uh, yeah, until right before we started recording. Uh, I, I was telling, uh, I, I was telling Hunter, I kind of like... Got a, a little bit of chills from hearing Jesse's little Lex stuff, and I'm I'm surprised because usually I'm like, uh, his voice is like the worst part of his Lex, like he's so high pitched. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested. You deliver the line well for what it is. I mean, he still doesn't feel like Lex Luthor, but yeah, that's a good point. I feel like they're hyping Darkseid up a little much though, because in the end, yeah, I... I was wondering that too because he's not even like the main villain. He's not even like a villain in this. He's kind of like the background piece. Yeah, because even Snyder said in his cut that Stephen Wolf was still the villain, and that he just had Darkseid in the background, like teasing for Justice League Part Two, which won't really happen. 
So I feel like they're yeah. hyping it up for like casual fans to be like, whoa, Darkseid's the villain, but in the end, he's not. I feel like we'll get the history lesson scene with Darkseid. I feel like we'll maybe get a scene on Apocalypse with him talking to Steppenwolf. And I think that might be about it. Maybe a tease at the end, like an after credit scene. Final. I, I wonder if, you know... I'm curious, like, I, like, I've seen, like, a lot of the Snyder fans kind of put on their stuff, like, uh, it, it is, like, you know, don't don't pirate this, you have to get HBO Max, like, we need to show that, like, our fan base is here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, if this gets crazy views, will that push them to do something else, just because it's going to be, like, a very profitable thing? Like, like I just wonder how, how many people are going to watch this, how many people are going to get HBO Max, like... I can only imagine right before it drops, their subscriptions are going to have a huge spike. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of like, people I don't, will watch I, I don't even have HBO Max uh, yet. I'm kind of waiting for the Snyder Cut. So. Yeah, and I'm waiting for it to be available in my country. But also, if it is, I'll be getting it for the Snyder Cut. Like, I'll probably get it that week or a week before just to get ready for it. That being said, I feel like casual fans that don't even know it exists might be just browsing HBO Max and see that's a new release and check it out. They might read the description that this is not like the movie that we saw originally. It's a new one. And they might be like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. So I feel like it will actually get a lot of views. These Netflix series and Amazon Prime series, they get a lot of views already. So if it's anything like that, I feel like it's possible. I'm just curious. Like, if if it ends up being a huge hit, would they consider, like, all right, you know, obviously we're not going to be able to make another one live action. Could we do an animated Justice League 2 or something like that? Like, I I just wonder if there's going to be... Okay, yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. I wouldn't mind... I don't know if an anime one would be that successful. It would for DC fans, but not for Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel I feel like, you know, for a lot of them, it would just be live action or nothing. But I, I just wonder, like, if it ends up being such a big hit and, you know, the fan base is behind it, would they end up doing something else? I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I could see a comic book happening. I would love to see a comic book, actually, and, and on the cover saying, written by Zack Snyder. Art by Jim Lee, because I know Jim well, Lee that, and that, that, are friends. That, that was something that uh, comic savior Caleb used to talk about. Uh, he used to always talk about how, like, you know, if they have the storyboards that they use for the movies on this, why not just try to make them into a comic? And, you know, there are DC artists who support the Snyder Cut movement, Brett Booth, for example. So, you know, yeah. um, you could probably get artists to do it. Like, it would, be, it would be interesting to do that. For sure. And as far as we know, Brett Booth's not really working on anything official right now, so... You probably accept it. <laughs> I read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope. I kind of hope that happens. But as far as like a Justice League Part Two, with Ben being out, I don't think it'll happen. I think we'll still get a sequel to Justice League, just nothing like Snyder's Vision. I think it'll be completely mm-hmm. different, and it'll feature like Shazam, and maybe another character. It, it'll it'll be called the Justice League. <laughs> oh, like, uh, the James Gunn directing it. Yeah. <laughs> You hear he yeah. <laughs> made a joke in during the meeting of what they were going to call it. He's like, oh, he put the word of the in front of it. And they took it, and he was completely joking. <laughs> he said that on an Instagram Live the other day. I was kind of shocked. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the live action news of the week. No Marvel news. For gaming, we do have Marvel news. So last week we talked all about Spider-Man Miles Morales. That was announced for the PlayStation 5. A sequel, well, not so much of a sequel, more of a expansion of Spider-Man PS4. Uh, we got a little bit of news throughout this week showing concept art, one of which shows Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and Miles training together. Well, I assume training. They're both swinging through the city. So this confirms that Peter is in the game. A lot of people were wondering if he would even not even have a single role in it, but it looks like he is in it. Dressed as Spider-Man. I didn't expect that. I expected Peter Parker to be in it, maybe not Spider-Man, but it kind of looks like 
we might have some scenes like did you ever play ultimate spider-man on from like years ago on like the gamecube and playstation 2 yeah it's like a it's a pretty old spider-man game and during that you could like race the human torch in it that's what it kind of feels yeah. like the is that Parker. is that ultimate spider-man yeah yeah i don't know if yeah. you remember that much but it kind of feel like I, I, I well, well, I didn't remember it until you said the uh, racing the human torch, and I was like, oh wait, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I could imagine Miles and Peter racing through like as a mini game throughout the game. So mm. I feel. Did like you Peter see? I saw a post today on Instagram that was like, uh, "Do you think Peter Parker is dead?" I, I don't know who posted. Was it Eunice? Eunice, yeah, Eunice. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I saw that post. I was like, "Wait, why do people think Peter's dead?" Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. <laughs> so, I, I was barely on Instagram today, but I saw that post like at one at one point when I was on break, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, there's and no all way the he's comments dead. were like, "Phew, oh thank God." I'm like, "Wait, what?" People yeah. actually thought he like Insomniac said that they were gonna like this has nothing to do with Peter. Like Miles is a standalone game, but Peter's story will continue. Doesn't mean he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird yeah. too. That's strange, but the game will take place one year after the first one, and it will be set in Harlem of New York. I, I don't know much in New York, but that's where Luke Cage takes place. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how much I know of the city. Uh, for comic news, Batman Three Jokers, which is releasing next month, uh, issue one will come with a custom Joker playing card that Jason Fabok designed. That's based on the back of the Killing Joke trade. So it kind of has Batman and Joker on it in Fabbox Amazing Art, and it's gonna be a real card. So, cool. Anything you want? Yeah, to say? I don't know. Do you remember um, when X Men number one came out? They had like trading cards with it. I didn't get one because oh, like my X-Men's? shop was out of them. Somebody, somebody like bought all of them. But yeah, they had like little like trading cards of like the X Men. Oh, I didn't know that. Like the came, it was like a, it was like a buying bonus. Like you buy X Men number one, you get that. Sometimes comics do it. Like uh, when Legion of Superheroes came out number one, uh, they gave you like the Legion ring. ring with it. Yeah, even Black Knight. So Snipe it's, back it, in it's day. like a cool little like it's a cool little thing to give out. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. My my shop doesn't get all of them though. We got the Legion rings, but we didn't get the uh, playing cards. So for X Men. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm wondering how I'm gonna get this one because when Jason was replying to some of the comments, he was like saying like if you already ordered it, like. Like you might not get it, and I was like, "Wait, what? Like, how, oh. how would that even make sense?" But ho- hopefully, I'll get one. Those cards look pretty cool. But if I don't, you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, like I'll I'll take it. But if I don't get it, it's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'll still cool take piece. it. Um, for the last bit of news is the JSA is officially returning again. This is the third time I've said this on a hero story in Death Metal Part Two. So they returned to Doomsday Clock, but it seems like that's not the case anymore. We'll we'll get to that soon. Uh, then they returned in Snyder's Justice League, Scott Snyder's, and now they are coming back in JSA uh, during a preview for Death Metal Issue 2 that Snyder released showing Jay Allen, Wildcat, and I think Dr. Fate. I'm not looking at the image, I'm trying to remember it. And Wally and... Yeah, I, I was just pulling it up now. Uh, okay, you, got, you want to describe you got, it? Uh, yeah, it's Jay, uh, the top panel is Jay, Dr. Fate, Allen, and Wildcat. Ooh, and then uh, the middle panel is them walking up to Wonder Woman... Uh, Wally West and the charred up swamp thing, and then uh, uh, Alan and Wonder Woman are like kind of like uh, like holding each other's hands and like you know like embracing each other. And uh, Jay Jay and Wally like see each other across the room. They start walking towards each other while Wildcat, Doctor Fate, and Swamp Thing are talking to each other. And then uh, Jay and Wally hug, which is like a nice little moment. Yeah, this is our first interaction with Jay and Wally 
in since like yeah, what, since, 2009 <laughs> since 2000 yeah since 2010 probably in the 2010 flash series 10 years 10 year reunion here finally but it, yeah unfortunately yeah it seems like it, it's, it's insane that it's taken this long like like i remember when jay was first like when the button came out and he popped up for like a second i was like oh my god jay's gonna be back any you know any month now like it's coming and then ugh. <laughs> two years <Just>. passed <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and now he's officially back. It seems like hopefully for good. He'll probably be in the rest of the event, which I didn't expect. I didn't expect the JSA to be in this for some reason. I feel like it's kind of obvious. Yeah, I didn't is. expect them to be in this either. But I guess because Snyder was writing them in, uh, in whatever it's called, in, Justice, uh, Justice Doom Door. <laughs> he wanted to. Yeah, I couldn't remember Justice League and Justice Doom War. Yeah, although I'm a little nervous for how he's writing them. But it seemed like like if Jay and Wally are hugging, it seems like they remember each other. So even though he Snyder didn't have Barry and Jay knowing each other, hopefully he'll have these two knowing each other. I do like that the it's not the entire JSA at once. It seems like it's just a little like group of four, which I appreciate. I'm glad it's not everyone all together. Problem Justice Doom War was there's way too many characters at once, so having like little groups of teams here will work a lot better, I find. And uh, Jay and Alan are my two favorites on the team, so I'm glad they picked those two. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Speaking of death metal, that's it for the news. So death metal issue one came out. You want to talk about that now? Yeah, yeah. So uh, death metal just starting out. Um, I saw you on your story get two copies. <laughs> I got um, so when I went to my shop, they said that um, like I was waiting at the shop. It opens at eleven a.m. I got there at like maybe like ten fifty. So I was waiting outside the shop. The uh, two workers come in and they were like, "Hey, we're missing a shipment today. We're we're missing one of our boxes, so we don't have every comic. Uh, UPS made a mistake." And I was like, "Oh God!" I'm like, "I'm like, watch. They're not gonna have anything I need." So they before. didn't have the main cover for. They had the variants for Death Metal, but they didn't have the main cover for Death Metal, and they didn't have the main cover for Strange Adventures. So I was like, ah, okay, I'm not, I'm not a big variant guy, but I was like, all right, fine. So originally I picked up the death metal variant, which is like the, re it's essentially the regular cover, but it's in black and white. I don't okay. know if you saw that one at all. No, I didn't, but that's kind of cool. That, that was the one I picked up originally. It looked pretty cool. You know, it's Capullo's pencils and all that. But mm -hmm. then I put it back down when I saw this uh, all black cover and I was like, you know what? If I'm ever to meet Zach, um, Zach Snyder, Scott Snyder <laughs> or uh, Greg Capullo one day, you know, it would be get cool Zach to get, to you know, I, I've seen, uh. I've seen Scott Snyder do like little Batman who laughs sketches or something like that. Like, you know, a little tiny sketch. So I'm like, you know what? If I ever meet them, I'll have them write it. It'll look great in a gold marker with that all black cover. And then actually when I got home and I opened it up, the the all black cover, if you open it up, it has the main cover right inside. And like it has like oh, the what? barcode and everything. I was like, oh, that's oh. really weird. Like, like on the um, first page? For, for those who don't for, for those who don't know. Uh, when you open up a comic and it's got like the barcode on it, the numbers right above the barcode represent uh, what issue it is and what printing it is. So that's how you can tell if you have a first print or not. So uh, zero, it says zero zero one 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 on the oh, inside one. Too. So it's it's like the regular like legit cover. It's basically like they took the regular death metal and just put like a black cover on top of it. So I was like, oh, huh. okay, that's kind of cool. It's like I have a regular issue of death metal in here and this black part here. So I'm like, that's actually kind of interesting. I, I didn't think it was going to be like that. Usually blank covers don't have the main cover like that, at least from my experience. So I was like, oh, that, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that if you opened up your uh, dark, black cover. Yeah, so I got two. I got the main cover and that exact cover that you're talking about, but I didn't open it at all. 
I just read the. I read. Yeah, the if, book you, open, to if, the you, if you open it up, right, right inside is the regular cover, and it's like basically the regular issue with the barcode and everything. I was like, oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. I'll have to do that after this. Right now, I put it away, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, got take it a look this. at it later. I was like, I was like, holy crap. But but anyway, um, De- Death Metal Two, uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, De- Death Metal Two, Death Metal uh, came out <laughs> the first this. issue. Um, this was. Something that caught, I think, a lot of the comic community by surprise. Big time. Um, I, I actually saw before I read it because comics have been coming out on Tuesday for DC because of their new distributor. But mm-hmm. my comic shop doesn't get them till Wednesday, so Same. I'm like Same now here. a day behind everyone. Like I see all these spoilers online, and I got to dodge them. So, Me too. <laughs> um, so, but I saw a lot of positive reactions to Death Metal Number One, which I was kind of surprised. I thought it would be, you know. Kind of like how Metal One was. You thought it'd be like so. Metal. <laughs> uh, this this was surprising, and our very own Hunter uh, seemed to really love it. So yeah. I'd love to hear you talk about it a little bit. Well, I mean, I I don't like metal. I don't think that's a secret or anything. I don't think you do either. I don't think a lot of the comic community mm-hmm. really liked metal. In the mm-hmm. end, it was just a it was just an event that was just crazy and wild. And although it was a Justice League story, it felt like a Batman story that was just like okay and. So a lot of characters were out of character in the end. But this one felt like instead of just throwing every crazy thing at you at once, they actually had development here. Right off the bat, you're kind of thrown into this comic and time has passed. Like, it's already started. Which, I don't know how I felt about that at first, but I'm okay with it now. I was kind of hoping we get, like, a road to death metal. Which I feel like we still might get mm. one day. But a lot of people who are, like, possibly dead. So first off, the main characters in this book seem to be Wonder Woman and Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing is burnt up. Like, which is a cool design. Yeah, he's like burnt to a crisp. I I remember seeing the advertisement for that. I was like, holy crap, what happened to him? Yeah, we we still don't know what happened to him, really. But the whole comic in general, just the concept of... They put the villains in Tartarus, which is on Themyscira. It's under Themyscira, which actually went over in the Justice League issue that came out this week. But uh, basically, they're putting the villains there so they don't mess with things and also to keep them safe. Uh, so I'll, I'll go over the bad first. How about, do you have any problems with this before we get fully into the good? Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really have as positive a reaction as everyone else did. I mean, I think it has oh, potential, but for me, the first issue was kind of just like, eh, it's all over the place for me. Like I need a little bit more explanation. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I do think it's cool that we got thrown right into it. You know, it's kind of just like, you know. It, it, it reminds me of how Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, the animated movie, kind of just like threw us right into it. Like, we're, we're going right for it. Yeah, basically. Already, so Batman Laughs has returned. He has a different design. He looks His mask kind of looks more like a crown. I think, I don't like Batman Laughs, but his design's really cool here. Uh, it basically, the storyline is, so Batman Laughs has returned, and he's taken all the evil Batman that have ever existed from the Dark Multiverse, because although in Metal 1, they said there was only about 7. I guess there's like now 700 or something. But there's a lot of evil Batman that they were able to find. And Batman Labs recruits them all for a war, blah, blah, blah. They take over the main Earth. And that's kind of where we are now. Is just all these evil Batman controlling people. So, including a lot of heroes. So, he has Mr. Miracle as the guardian of the new apocalypse. And he's now known as the Dark Father. So instead of the High Father, yep. which is Mr. Miracle's actual father. Um, that, that's kind of a cool name, by the way, the Dark Father. Like, was, I know it's I, like, you know, just a little change, but I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was cool. I don't like how Mr. Miracle's here because Tom King. 
Yeah, and I know you're mad about that as a yeah. salty Tom King fan, but <laughs> yeah, because Mr. Miracles by Tom King, the ending kind of made it seem like that he wouldn't be in comics for a while, but here he is. Oh, well. uh, Wonder Woman is now Queen of the Underworld. Uh, Aquaman is Commander of the Black Fleet on in the sea. Uh, Harley Quinn is Hunter of the Wastelands with Doctor Arkham. That that That's... that was a weird thing. I was very confused. Yeah, she has like a giant hyena and she has a buzz cut. Her hair is back to uh, the colors of New Fifty Two, red and black. Oh, that's kind of neat. But in the end, her design's kind of strange. Uh, yeah, her design is very strange. Yeah, it's a strange idea. But in the end, they're all being controlled by these evil Batman and the Batman who laughs. Uh, talking for the bad things, a few things that made me roll my eyes was some of the Batman. So there's a dinosaur Batman who... I get yeah, the that, that was, that was kind of lame. I, I thought the jokes were very lame. That was so lame. So it's basically in another... The Batcave is like crumbling and it's going to fall down. And so this Bruce Wayne uploaded his consciousness into the robot dinosaur in the last moments before the cave collapsed on him and became like the dinosaur but if i were to write this concept i would make him very silent and kind of like embarrassed of himself but silent and brooding instead he's very quippy and has like anger issues and doesn't like to be insulted from his small arms so i was like yeah okay okay i didn't like that but by the end like that was kind of the only thing that made me really upset the rest of the issue I really liked. So you want to talk about what else he didn't like, or if there is anything? Uh, it was really just I thought the Harley design was a little weird. I'm 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 just waiting for more explanation on things. Like you know, like I said, I'm I'm fine with them throwing us right into the thick of it. Um, I'm just curious how things got to the way they are. Like Wally looks very weak. Uh, you know, obviously last time we saw him, he like had the powers of a god. He was like smirking, and now like he looks very like defeated. So I'm just curious what happened. I just hope it's a good explanation. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk about Wally for a bit? Yeah, so they had the hidden prisoner, which was uh, they were sneaking someone in, and it ended up being Dr. Wally Hatton himself, who comes to Wonder Woman. They had like a nice little moment, but uh, yeah, he looked very defeated, very weak. So mm-hmm. he, he still has the blue suit, and he still has the Manhattan symbol on his forehead. He's wearing robes. I thought his design was really cool, wearing like the robes there. But yeah, he does. Yeah. He looks weak. He looks scared, like time isn't what is it is isn't what it is which he explains in a full page how he goes over like crisis on infinite earth superboy prime parallax Hal jordan dark side he goes over like a ton of different events one of which is doomsday clock which yeah i guess is the other thing i didn't really like he says to quote not long ago a being from another reality brimming with connective energy called dr manhattan tried to mend the fractures in our multiverse to heal the scars of former crises. But his attempt did not have the intended effect. So the quintessence gathered, and the energy that gave it to you and the League to fight Perpetua. Meaning the ending of Doomsday Clock, when Dr. Manhattan goes over like, oh, well, Superman is the heart of the universe. I guess that's not a thing anymore. Like, yeah. That, that sucks. That was like the best ending for an event. Yeah, I know, and and also, um, and I and I sent this to the group chat. I don't I don't know if you saw that. It was on a story, um, like the Bruce Wayne having the Manhattan symbol later in the issue, right? Like, like why why did that? You literally set up like a new person with the Manhattan symbol at the end of Doomsday Clock. Why didn't you just continue with that story? My friends call me Clark. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> So at the end of Doomsday Clock, for those who don't know, Dr. Manhattan basically spawned 
a child and named Clark who was going to be like the next Dr. Manhattan, like the legacy. But wasn't that in the Watchmen universe that he did that? I thought he gave him Yeah, I like... just thought like it, it, I I just thought if you're pulling people from the multiverse, like I don't know, I, I felt like they could have been pulled. Oh yeah, for sure. I hope maybe we'll get it still. I mean, this is the only issue one of seven or one of Yeah, 100. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's sure. But yeah, making a final Bruce Wayne with a Manhattan symbol like okay. I just I just don't love the idea of Doctor Manhattan being overdone. Like I didn't, you know, I don't even love the idea of Wally having his powers. You know, Doctor Manhattan is best in doses, and really, it should just exist for Watchmen and Doomsday Clock. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I guess, don't want this to be like a mainstream DC thing. You know, like I don't want Manhattan to pop up in various books. Well, Manhattan is apparently going to be in this too. I don't know if you saw the other previews for issue two, but Manhattan was on one of the very well, well, covers. Well, uh, well, I thought that was just like one of those things like how, uh, for example, uh, Hal Jordan with the Parallax was in this issue. Like it's just kind of somebody going over Flashback. a timeline. I, I hope so. I really don't want Dr. Manhattan to be in the story. I, I, I highly, highly doubt he's going to show up as a character. I just feel like it's going to be like, oh, this is what happened when the event and talk about the events of Doomsday Clock. Because mm-hmm. clearly this is after Doomsday Clock, you know, with... Uh, with the JSA and all that, so... Yeah, and Wally even talks about it. So, as far as Manhattan powers go, I'm okay with Wally having it for now, but if Bruce... If, like, a Bruce Wayne's also gonna have it, that's not good. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't... I'm, I'm just... I'm, like just I'm already nervous for the uh, eventual Scott Snyder uh, evil Batman Manhattan versus Wally Manhattan. Go! <laughs> And, like, they're both using, like, OP Manhattan powers of, like, having a mind battle. Like, I just, uh... I mean, I it's cool that it's Wally being, like, the sent, being like the god of the good guys versus an evil Batman being the god of the bad guys. But I like how Wally's, like, kind of the heart of this story. But uh-huh. at the same time... Well, it, well, it, it, hmm. it's interesting the trinity they picked for this one is essentially going to be Wonder Woman, Wally West, and Swamp Thing, it seems like, are, like, the main three. That's cool. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I like that they didn't go for, I mean, like not having Batman as a man. I mean, I'm, obviously Batman's going to have a lot of, you know, burn in the story, but it's it's kind of interesting, like having him not be one of the mains, it seems like. It seems like Batman and Laughs is hunting down the main Batman, and he's trying to hiding, kind of in hiding. I mean, he appears in this issue and he reveals himself wearing his Punisher cosplay, but I kind of hope that he's kind of a side <laughs> character at the end. And we do focus a lot. Yeah, well, Snyder did say the main character of this entire book will be Wonder Woman, which I like. And I hope Swamp Thing and Wally play a main part for throughout the whole story. I could see the yeah. ending being Wally reshaping reality, making a new status quo, like we talked about before, making like a new rebirth, maybe it'll call Reborn. Wally creates yeah. a new universe where everything is canon again from like post Flashpoint. And it ends uh, with all using all his power that the blue on a suit slips away and he gets a new suit, like a brand new one, one that we haven't that, seen before. Th- that would be that would be cool. I mean, we we uh, um, like a, over a year ago, probably now, uh, we pitched the idea on this very podcast and then you made a post about it with, uh, I told you, the retroactive 90s issue where Wally has like his main flash suit, but it's got like the silver. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Logo and all that, like some, something like that. I could see Brett, Brett Booth designing something like that. Please, I, I would love that. Give him the cowl and give him silver. That'd be so good. <laughs> it end, would be cool. De- Death Metal caught us by surprise. It's still building up. We do see Lobo digging at one point on a planet. We don't know what he found. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's still that. Also, Batman has a Black Lantern ring. That was really cool. That made me make a noise that I did not recognize when he pulled that out. 
I really like Lantern stuff. Yeah. And I'm glad that Snyder yeah. does too. So. Yeah, I was I was actually really surprised to see the Black Lantern ring. Like I feel like that's not a huge thing in DC lore outside of, you know, Blackest, Blackest Night. Night. So that that yeah. one really caught me by surprise. Yeah, I love how he's using it. it it's so cool. But also like Snyder, like I said Snyder does appreciate the Lantern stuff. He's going on to say that he really likes the emotional spectrum. That's why in his early days from Justice League, early days, I guess it was only like a year and a half ago, he made Earth the Life Lantern Planet, which I thought was really cool too. So I'm guessing he's a Black Lantern fan. So having Batman as a Black Lantern in this is really cool, and I hope I get to see him like fully use it. Maybe he could fly at one point. So Yeah. It's nice. In the end, Doomsday yeah. Clock, or Death Metal, I mean, happened. Oh, right, the ending. Uh, what do you think of the ending? <laughs> is it real? Uh, it's uh, Wonder Woman taking out the chainsaw and killing Batman and Lash. Oh, uh, oh, oh, right, the chainsaw of truth. I mean, the chainsaw of truth is a very wacky concept, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious um, what that's all going to lead to, because the ending, I was kind of just like, oh, is he, is he dead? And then, uh, yeah, the final Bruce Wayne with the Manhattan... Yeah, I don't know if you looked outside. And, oh yeah, and, and, then, and then and then Sergeant Rock. I I I feel like Sergeant Rock is gonna play a huge role in the story. I don't know why. That seems very up Snyder's alley. Like that seems like the type of character he would use. Okay, the, who is this character? <laughs> I didn't recognize him at first. Sergeant Sergeant Rock. I I don't even know when he first appeared, but he's like a really old DC character, if I'm not mistaken. He's basically like a military soldier. Like if. If I'm not wrong here, I think he had like a old, uh, like golden age run. Probably. And there's it, a lot of military. It, like comics I think it's just one of those things. Like you know, when military comics were. Oh no, he's not that old. All right, uh, he first appeared in June 1959. But um, I'm pretty sure he used to have like a really long run for a while. And uh, just like a war comic. I don't know. He's just like a military soldier who will occasionally appear in a DC comic. Uh, usually, I feel like he's not not in like the main comic lines. Like. He'll appear in something that, like, uh, I think he was in, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Tom King's Superman Up in the Sky, which is, like, a non-canon Superman story. So, okay. like, he'll, he'll appear in, like, little things like that. Uh, I think he had, like, a cartoon or, like, an animated movie or something a while ago. But, yeah, he's just, like, a military soldier. But it's a, it's a very, like, Scott Snyder-type character that he could have, like, say those tough lines and, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it just feels very Scott Snyder-y. <laughs> so, glad he's in Snyder's hands, then. I mean, was he always cut in half, or is that new? Uh, I I don't know enough about Sergeant Rock. Somebody somebody might have to educate us. Uh, message us at a hero story and let let us know the history of uh, Sergeant, Sergeant Rock. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go over it next week, maybe his history. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm already waiting for uh, I'm already waiting for Harper uh, comic, comic reverts the um to be like, <laughs> how did you not know Sergeant Rock? And I'm come like, on, I'm guys. Sorry, Harper. <laughs> <laughs> Eli has to discipline us as we just line up like, we're sorry, Harper. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know Sergeant Rock, everyone's favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, okay. We don't know everyone. We know most of these characters. Yeah. Sergeant Rock. I mean, I know it's everyone's favorite character, but it's not ours. But yeah, it's uh, a yeah, Death Metal. Not, 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 not that much. But yeah, Death Metal was, I, I don't know, I thought it was okay. I, I, a lot of people were like very high on it. I think it has a ton of potential. Definitely. You know, I, I think this could, uh, like, I was watching uh, Comic Boy's story about it, and he was talking about, like, how this could be, like, how Hickman built up his uh, event for 10 years, and, like, it really delivered in the end. So, Snyder's been building up since basically 2011. So, you know, I, I think it has a ton of potential. I just really hope Snyder can deliver. 
Yeah, it's a good start so far. Really good start. Just keep it going, you know? <laughs> so you just have to wait and see. I gave it like a nine. Like, yeah. it took me by surprise big time. There are a few things I rolled my eyes at, but I'm really excited for the next issue. Yeah, I'd say I'm probably closer to 7.5, but, you know, it has potential to go up, you know, once I know a little bit more information. But I'm I'm definitely interested, so. I, I expected myself to be bored already, so I'm not, I'm not bored yet, so. That's Sweet. a big, that's a big, uh, good sign. Yeah. Sounds good. What do you want to review next? Yeah. Uh, let's go over Strange Adventures number two. Yeah, the um, comic this week. This made me feel like, Strange Adventures number two made me feel very dumb. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Did you try the quizzes? Like, uh-huh. Did you try guessing the answer to the quizzes? Uh, well, I mean, obviously I wasn't going to know any of the answers, but I would read them and I'm just like, look, it felt like um, my, my mom loves the show Jeopardy. And if you've never seen Jeopardy, it's basically like a quiz game. Like they ask, you know, random questions in random categories and, you know, it's all smart stuff mm-hmm. and you answer them. Right. So I remember like as a kid, always my mom would always watch. I'd, I'd hear the questions, have absolutely no clue what the answer is and like just be like, oh, that's, so that's the answer. Huh. And my mom would always know it. Like she'd always get it right. So this is how I felt lot, uh, reading this issue. <laughs> I'm like, it would be like some strange question in some strange category, and uh, Mr. Terrific would know the answer, and I'm like, uh, okay, definitely would not have known that. So yeah. um, I don't, I don't know. This, this issue was interesting. It, it feels like one of those ones that's going to play back later, like you know, when when we know the full story, it's going to be oh, like, oh you know, Tom all these his, history connections that Tom King made. But right now, it kind of makes no sense. Basically, it's a really confusing story so far, which I was going to say is kind of like Mr. Miracle, how you're confused at first, but Mr. Miracle, when I reread it, I was pretty okay the whole time. It made sense going through, so maybe it'll be like this as well, but I feel like the difference between this and Mr. Miracle is there's not really any flashbacks in Mr. Miracle, so in this Mm -hmm. one there's a lot. We're going back and forth between uh, Adam on different planets and Mr. Terrific in the present time, picking back. Is, is Matt, basically the story is is Adam a murderer but we don't fully know yet and Mr. Terrific's trying to find out and he seems confused this whole issue despite being the smartest person ever but <laughs> we don't fully know what's going on yeah. here what did you think of the issue in general though like did you still enjoy it I, I mean yeah it's well written it's just like uh, it's gonna pay off later and I know it's gonna pay off later but right now it's kind of like it's it's I, I feel like I would have felt the same about Mr. Miracle if I read it in single issue. You know, this is something that obviously is going to read better in trade, but, you know, I, I just got to wait because there was stuff in Mr. Miracle that as I read it issue by issue, like in the trade, I was kind of just like, hmm, I wonder how that's going to pay off. And then it does pay off. So mm-hmm. it's just something that needs to, you know, I think, wait out. But I, I still enjoyed it. The art's really nice. I really love, you know, it's, it's a rarity to see Doc Shaner on interior. So to see him do some of the pages is really, really nice. He's really and, good, uh, yeah. Mitch's art like really works for like the rough, defeated person, so I, I mm-hmm. like it. This even seems like um, Mr. Terrific not being able to sleep well at night. Just it yeah. looks so good. It, the coloring, the yeah. the texture, on, the facial expressions are very well done. It's also like, gee, I'm just flipping through this now. Mr. Terrific is like really strong. Some of his workouts here, you work out. You should choose some of these, like the ice lake one. Oh, oh yeah, his his workouts were uh, were intense. This was uh, that it was cool to see him uh, training like that. Throw weight. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the boxing gloves too. That that was like a cool scene, especially like the blood, like like the, the way Mitch drew that with like the blurry hand as the blood goes up. Like that that was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was basically this whole issue was him just training, 
answering questions, like random history questions or math equations on the spot, and then reading Adam's book, Adam Strange's book, which everyone in the world is reading well, right what, now. What, what did you think of the two pages with uh, Batman, by the way? I mean, the art was great. What happened in that? What did you think of it? Well, well, uh, he he well he called. Uh, he he's talking to Mister Terrific, and uh, Mister Terrific like calls him a manipulative manipulative bleep. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't know. Like I, I was I was kind of confused. Like what him and Batman like what how is Batman manipulating him? Like I guess Batman's kind of pushing him to be closer to um, to. I almost said Mister Miracle to uh, Adam Strange just to learn more info. And I guess that's kind of Batman's game of manipulating people. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's something deeper there. I think it's something like, well, we might find out eventually. Maybe Batman knows the answer or he's closer mm-hmm. to the answer than Mr. Terrific. And he's kind of just teasing Mr. Terrific here. Ah, uh, that he knows the answer. That'd be, but that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised to see Batman again. I didn't think we'd see him again until like the end of the book. Yeah, exactly. I mean, before that line of you're manipulative is Mr. Terrific says, this is about his daughter, what happened to her, that's why you're putting me on it, because of what happened to my wife. Oh, okay, I get it. So do you know about his wife, Mr. Terrific? Oh, yeah, he has a dead wife, right? Yeah, she she passed away, and she was murdered, I believe. So Batman put him on this case because he solved his wife's murder, and this whole thing is about his daughter possibly being murdered, but possibly not being murdered. So that's why he put him on the case, because Mr. Terrific has kind of dealt with a similar case. But in the end, it seems like he seen he thinks that the daughter's alive, because he he's reading the book uh, at night and it says, "For my daughter, whom I lost in the war, my life is spent with grief." And he calls Batman and says, "To quote, Miss, he writes that his daughter is dead. She is not. I doubt this is the only lie." So, uh-huh. I'm guessing that. Batman thought his daughter was dead, put him on the case to find out more about that, and instead of finding more about that, he discovered that she's actually alive. That's what I'm assuming. We're diving deep into a really deep comic here, <laughs> so yeah. in the end, these are just guesses, and I'm sure if we were to listen back to this in, like, a year from now, when the whole book's out, we get a lot of things wrong, but I feel like we might get some things right. Yeah. In the end, I, I kind of like him more than I'm rereading this here. So. Yeah, yeah, flipping through it again, it's like, uh, yeah, like, and ha- especially having you to bounce off uh, ideas here, like, yeah, that uh, that is pretty cool. It makes sense, yeah. I like how Mr. Terrific was chosen to help find this case, because the whole thing is Adam Strange created a book, people love it, but in the end, Bruce Wayne thinks that he murdered people within the book, as well as a few conspiracy theories out there in the DC universe, yelling at him, saying he's a murderer. So Mr. Terrific since Batman is so busy, is put on the case to find out, did Adam Strange murder a ton of people? And I feel like he kind of thinks he did. Well, obviously uh, he thinks he did. There wouldn't be much of a story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see this one play out, and I think when this one's in trade one day, that, that's going to be a beauty of a trade. Oh, I'll probably get the trade for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I probably will too. Yeah, that's Mr. Miracle number two. So, I gave it like uh, a nine. I liked it a lot now, actually. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was a lot better uh, the second time around. Yeah, that was a very enjoyable comic. What do you want to go over next? Uh, I, I was going to ask you which one you want to go over next. Um, 
I, I just really quick about Flash Annual three. Um, yeah, we can I do that. I can't believe that it's a five dollar advertisement for Suicide Squad. Like it's literally just like has nothing to do with the Flash run, and especially like it's a weird drop to me in the middle of a big arc. And because in the pa- in the past two annuals, Williamson has used them for like setting up huge stories. So this was yeah. surprising to me that you know it's, it, it feels like it's kind of a wasted, especially because he's coming up on his last story. Like he could have, to me at least, like set the table for it. Like this is just a. Uh, Hey, random flash, and it's not. I don't even think it's a good story, to be honest. The boomerang telling the story. I, I am not a fan of Captain Boomerang. I think he's one of the most overrated villains, rogues. I just, Ooh, I don't enjoy him. This and, is a hot take. Yeah, then, then I'm possibly a hot take. I don't know. I, I don't think Captain Boomerang. Um, you know, out of all the Flash rogues, I think he ranks very low. He does, <laughs> and it looks like he's joined the rogues for too me. By at the least. End. I, just, I find him annoying. Yeah, it's basically just the Flash and teaming up with the Suicide Squad to advertise. Like, you see a lot of editor notes like, oh, this reference took place last Suicide Squad issue. This takes place in issue five to be continued in the next Suicide Squad issue. But yeah, I, I was basically waiting for an editor's note that's like, go buy Suicide Squad. Yep. And nothing wrong with Suicide Squad. I think I hear the run's really good right now. It's just, this is a Flash book. This could have been even just a flashback to the current Flash arc. There's a one point in it where... Uh, Reverse Flash says that he's read his entire history. I wouldn't mind an annual film yeah. actually reading that and just his reaction to how many times he like dies and stuff. And maybe oh yeah, I, I've I've always said that annuals like I feel like often they get wasted, but I feel like there's so much potential to do like cool kind of one shots of either adding on to whatever story you're telling or like telling it like an all new, all different story. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I don't know. To me, there's just so much potential. Because the last one went over Bart Allen returning, and as well as Godspeed's return. This one should have been a reverse Flash story of him just reading his history. That's what I would have pitched for an annual. Not a yeah, that, 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 that honestly would have been pretty cool. You I'm could have like steal so that many idea. I'm about to steal that idea and make a post out of it, thanks. Do it, yeah. <laughs> he could have just been reading about like his death, reactions to that, reactions to, uh, say, him getting the Black Lantern ring or the White Lantern ring in Blackest Night, Brightest Day. Yeah. You could have just been reacting to things. Like, Kill by Iris West, I imagine that would make him frustrated when he finds out he returns. So, I... Yeah. I had so much potential, but it, it was bad in the end. If you like yeah. Suicide Squad... Yeah, it was very, very, it was very disappointing to me. Captain Boomerang, go get this. But besides that, i give it, like, a four. Yeah, it might be even be lower. I just really just it felt like such a waste. But I own every issue of Williamson's Flash Run, so it's another piece of that. But still, just a big time waste. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what did you think of uh, Superman number twenty two? I, uh, I I don't know. I this was the first Superman issue that I thought um, like post eighteen that actually kind of intrigued me. I thought uh, the whole fight with uh, Mongol and Space was uh, pretty well done, and I kind of like how the issue ended with uh, Clark and Lois. Hmm. Art was really good too. I'm kind of the opposite. I didn't think this issue was the greatest. I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was okay. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I I thought like there. I mean, there are parts of it where I was like, eh. But I, I don't know. I thought the Mongol uh, fight in space was very like Superman. Um, you know, kind of like I, I liked his internal monologue the whole time and kind of watching him uh, defend the planets, I guess, and. Uh, you know the i'm trying to find the panel where he was like like with the sun like exploding around him like i thought that looked really cool yeah um he loses the shirt in the middle of the fight i don't know I, I i thought it was a pretty cool fight scene like i was flipping through it i was like you know that, that was that was pretty interesting that was good <laughs> and i and i like the you know the, the issue could just end with him and lois kind of just like uh 
Like, oh, I miss John. <laughs> I yeah. was like, yeah, I miss John too. <laughs> <laughs> Laying right next to them. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> so just coming yeah. on fall asleep with them. No, but, yeah. I like the ending a lot with Lois, how he returns and uh, Lois just acts all casual, like, oh, what's that smell? It's like, oh, just Venice. She's like, oh, okay. I miss John. Yeah. So, man, I miss John too. Bendis, do you not miss John? I know you're writing him too, but you're writing him as a teenager. <laughs> well, I was like, Bendis is writing him, technically. Oh, that fabulous jacket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, in the end, you know, it's I, it, It's an okay issue. I thought it could have been a little better. I felt like it was very much a filler. And it also, the, the secret agent here that's in it kind of feels like she also said it was a filler. It's like, oh, he just said a secret identity and then left Earth. Which is true. I mean, he said a secret identity, then he's just been kind of doing stuff in space. Which I kind of like, eh. Eh. I don't mm. know. So, in the end, I, I thought it was just okay. I give it like a six. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was decent. I'd give it like a seven or 7.5. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, that's fair. Did you enjoy Young Justice, though? Uh, I don't know. Young Justice, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd love to hear you talk about it because I, I need like an outside point of view for a minute. Yeah, I don't so know. You, I, you I, dropped Young Justice, right? Moment. You like huh? completely dropped. You dropped the series, right? I, I did drop the series. I only picked up this issue because uh, you told me to. Yeah. So he dropped the series. I didn't. I was trying to force myself through it because I like the team. And then JD dropped it and I was like, I'll keep reading. But I totally get this issue because it went over timeline stuff with Bart. I thought that was something you might enjoy besides the one line. Uh, do you know what line I said that you wouldn't enjoy? Uh, I was trying to look for it. Um, it was... Uh, no, I don't... Wh- which line was it? It was Bart talking about the timeline. He says, I started talking to the other Flashes about it and wonder if maybe the Speed Force could help me find fill in the gaps. So it says Bart was talking to the other Flashes. No, he wasn't. He doesn't know the like he knows the other flashes, but they don't know him. Barry doesn't recognize him. Wally might, but he hasn't met Wally. And Bart's just saying that he was talking. Oh wait, to the flashes. wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, he meant. I thought he meant like, like. Oh, I thought he meant in the past by that. He says I, like, I didn't realize that he meant like in the current timeline. Yeah, I know he meant in the current timeline, because he says like he he realized oh. that recently that his memory was feeling all weird and the timeline's all weird. And he says, I, so I started talking to the other Flashes. Meaning he, like, just started talking to them. No, oh, didn't. I, I didn't... When I read that, I thought it was just, like, he was talking about past tense. Like, oh, before Flashpoint, I talked to the other Flashes about this. Oh, yeah, oh. That, that's a total lie. I, I ruined it for you. They, they, oh. they have a weird thing where where Bart kind of remembers and doesn't remember. And, yeah, I don't know. There's there's some odd things there. I, I need him to reunite with the Flash family. L- yeah. Let's let him and Wally be together again. But the ne- the next issue is all about Bart, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. So are you going to read that? So I guess I got to go pick up another issue of Young Justice. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> At least it has a cool Bart cover next one. Oh, th- this cover was really cool, by the way. I like that. It was very clean. Oh, yeah, the simplistic Superboy drawing. Yeah, I liked it, too. Yeah, I don't know who, who drew it, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I didn't like this issue in the end, though. I like the Bart moments, besides that flashlight. I like how he goes over the timeline and explains, like, oh, the timeline's messed up, this is why someone messed with the world in, like, 2011, which is true. This is a little true. Uh, it was Dr. Manhattan in the end, but he just talks about that, and he's like, man, I think the only people that know about us is us, which not a lot of people do know about it. Wally knows about it, Superman knows about it, but besides that, well, I guess Superman doesn't know about it anymore since Bendis started writing, but besides that, not many people know it. 
So I kind of like yeah. that. I've always liked the timeline story of Rebirth, how the timeline's weird, we gotta figure it out. So I like how it's still kind of happening. But in the end, yeah. I don't like this issue. I didn't like how Superboy got all angry at the scientist being like, oh, you, you made me who I am, and uh, I'm part Luther, and ah, I'm angry. And then the next page is just like, because now I know that I have someone that trusts me. And he like smiles after <laughs> screaming at her with red eyes. It's like, hey, yeah. Man, that was sudden. Okay. So in the end, this issue, it went over time and stuff, which is pretty cool. And it also had Drake uh, go over how Young Justice is officially a thing. We should get a base set up. This is the team. So it seems like Naomi is officially Young Justice now, as well as Dial H for Heroes, the two new characters. So uh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I was uh, I, w- I was actually kind of surprised. I didn't think uh, the team's kind of getting big now, and especially if they're going to have uh, uh you know these guys staying like with Aqualad. Uh, who else uh, was the new member? Sideways. Of that in the few ago. Aqualad sideways. Spoiler. And yeah, oh, sideways. Arrowette. Sideways, right? And yeah. um, Arrowette. So it's like the team's getting very large. I'm, I'm. I feel like Bendis is gonna end up shipping a few people out. Yeah, like Aqualad didn't have a single line this issue, and Sideways had one or two. And Aqualad has a gun in the one yeah. panel. He's <laughs> yeah like I, I was i was just i was just uh flipping past that uh but but on that page i, I really like that uh arrowette hugged bart um for those who don't know arrowette first appeared in impulse uh i don't actually remember which issue of impulse that's bad on my history it might be impulse number like 21 or something like that but uh she first appeared in his run and then that's when she got like approved for young justice and uh throughout the impulse run and in young justice they had a very close relationship and even kind of like a Kind, they never like dated, but like kind of a flirty relationship. So uh, it, it was nice to see uh, her hug him. I hope we get to see them interact a little bit. They might, since they did that. So it's possible. Uh, yeah, the next but... issue is about Bart, and I guess him going over how the time was messed up. He left out some things. He didn't tell the team everything, and Superboy's confronting him about it and asking, "Where have you been? What have you seen?" So throughout, yeah. when Superboy, I guess you don't know this. So basically, Superboy. He went back to the multiverse, which is why you dropped it. Understandable. It's why a lot of sales dropped then. And so the yeah. team went to go find him throughout other Earths. So the entire team went except for Bart. Bart says he had to do something, so you guys go on without me. I'll meet you back here. So he ran off, and then four issues happened of the team looking for Superboy. Found him, got him back. So for four issues, Bart wasn't basically present at all. So now we're finding out what yeah. happened during that. And that's what he was explaining here, like, Oh, I just found out some things. Like, so maybe he will talk to Barry. Maybe he will talk to Wally. I doubt it, but it's basically going to be like, the next issue is going to be like a flashback to what was Bart doing by himself when he was trying to run it around. So I'm kind of interested. Hopefully hopefully it's good. I don't know. Bendis' Bart scares me. (laughs) You see him at night. Therapist says he's not real, but he is real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Um... The other comments that came out, I'll quickly say, Justice League 46 was good. You should read it. You didn't pick it up, but you should. Yeah, yeah, I gotta pick it up next week. I'll just say the one really cool scene in it was basically they're all under attack, but they have to split up. So uh, Aquaman says, like, I'll hold them off. And Wonder Woman's like, you can't hold them off all by yourself. And so Jon Stewart, Green Lantern's like, I will too. Trust me, it's not just the two of us. We have more. So the team runs off. So for Aquaman and uh, Jon to take on this army of amazonians that are under the spell of the specter 
So John, he mm-hmm. uses a construct and says, meet my army, the Green Lantern Corps. And he has like a ton of Green Lantern constructs come out. You see Hal, you see Kyle, you see Guy, you see Kilowog, you see Great Ape, if you remember him. Rotlop Fan. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones I remember off the top of my head. I'm looking at names. That, that so, actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, he like sends them all out and you see them all charged. The only thing that kind of bothered me was Hal that wasn't wearing his mask. It felt a little kind of strange, mm-hmm. but he's wearing the rest of his suit. But yeah, he just sends them all yeah. out, and it was cool to see like Kyle next to Aquaman, because I know yeah. it's just a green construct, but it was cool. Uh, Batman the Outsiders is super good. It's the best team-up book. Everyone who wants a team-up book, please read this. It is so good. We're only 13 issues in. I highly recommend it. This issue went over like a new trinity trying to figure, doing some detective work. That was Batman, Martian Manhunter, and Black Lightning. Uh... Meanwhile, Duke and Cassandra have been training this whole issue. And Duke and Cassandra, they have great chemistry in this. And Duke, like, tries to, like, help her with words and everything. Cassandra helps, like, has been training Duke to make him a better fighter. And it's so good. It's such a good book. I highly recommend it. This was one of my comics of the week if uh, we didn't get Strange Adventures or uh, Death Metal. But, yeah. Ah. Those are the comics of the week. Yeah, well, just just uh, real quick, I just wanted to say, uh, I, I just wanted to say that uh, the Comicsology issue, the digital first, oh, the right. DC's Hope at World's End, uh, number three. Do you do you end up reading it or no? I did. Yeah, I did. I completely forgot about that. It, it, it was just ninety nine cents. So I was like, you know what? This is awesome. Flash Family. It ended up being pretty good. I haven't read DC's at all, so I didn't really have the connection to the zombie stuff. But um, it was really nice to see Wally, Bart, Jesse Quick teamed up, and uh, Max Mercury. Uh, I, I thought it was a pretty good emotional ending, and uh, yeah, it was just really nice to see that team together again. And it makes me wish they were back together in you know main continuity. Yeah, and, and it just shows that a Flash Family book could easily succeed. Please do it. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind if Tom Taylor was the writer because he did a really good job here. I really, yeah, really well, miss I, it's, it's funny. When I, when I posted the thing of who do you think is going to take over on The Flash after Williamson, a lot of people were saying Tom Taylor. So I know he's got a lot of stuff going on, but you know, maybe Flash Maybe this was like a tease of what's to come. Like a test run. Yeah. yeah. I really mix Max, Max Mercury. He's one of my favorite speedsters, but I don't really want him back. Especially he's he's a very underrated speedster. This was like a really nice moment for him, and it was like the perfect you know Max and Bart moment. Like both mm-hmm. characters, I thought were written like how they're supposed to be written. So it's it's nice to see a writer who understands the characters, and uh, it, it was nice. Uh, we we see a little into Park in the beginning, and uh, you know it was just it was just nice having like the Wade uh, era characters all together. It was yeah. I miss these characters a lot, and it was nice to read. And for only ninety nine cents, it's a bargain. So uh, yeah, it's no, shorter than average comic, very, very cheap. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 very short, but it's Tom Taylor good writing. I didn't hate the art, but I also didn't love it. It's uh, Carmine D. Giamenico, the guy who did Flash Rebirth for the first like few thirty or thirty five issues or so. Mm-hmm. But like, I- I'm but. excited for. It. I'm looking forward to it all. Uh, assuming like this continues on. I kind of yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're ever gonna pick back up on those guys because this is kind of just like a tie-in. But if they ever do another issue with those uh, three, I would most definitely read it. Or maybe this is just like teasing, like they will have a major role in DCs in general. So in that case, yeah, I'll read it. Uh, then I, yeah, then I, then I'd have to go pick up DCs just for my boys. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, was, it was pretty good. I I recommended. I I did like a non-spoiler review on my uh, Instagram, and I recommended it. I recommend it. You know, if you yeah, if you, if you got a buck to spare, you know it's it's a nice issue to have. Ninety nine cents. And, that's and all it is. The library. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, so, so do, you, do you want to talk about uh, that, that? That's it for the comics of the week, right? Do you want to talk is, a little yeah. bit about uh, the CGC process? Yeah. So we kind of both talk about this. So CGC, you want to explain what that is real quick for those who don't know? Yeah. So CGC is the comic com, comic book rating company. They essentially uh, you send in your comic to them. They uh, like put it in a plastic slab and it has a number on it. So you'll never be able to open the comic again. It's like sealed forever. And uh, it has a number attached to it. So uh, the I, I guess there are tens out there, but they're like I've never seen one. Like, like I think it's a rarity. Like it's mm-hmm. mostly nine point eights is like the top grade. Uh, but nine point eight is pretty much the top grade you could get. And um, the grade is based on like the condition of the book. So you know, are the corners really good? Are the interiors really good? Is there you know a little p- piece of the cover missing or something? So um, each little thing could remove uh, part of the grade. I actually just found something out recently. Um, you know how in Marvel and sometimes in DC they have like the little uh, pull tab for the digital uh, issue, Hunter? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you take that off, it takes off like four points on your comic grading. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I, I, I found that out. I was like, holy crap. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of points to lose, if, especially if your book's in really nice condition, but it's missing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but 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 anyway, yeah. So it's so it's uh, you send in your book to be graded. Uh, they only work based on membership. So uh, you have a membership with them. They have three different membership tiers that cost twenty five, one hundred and fifty, and what is the top one like two, two, three hundred around there? Yeah, I think it's so. it's a it's a little expensive here. I'll, I'll pull it up like the full uh, CGC lineup here. All right, so it's. The associate, which is $25 a month, which gives you uh, – you could submit things. You get like graders notes on your submission and you get 5% off CGC grading tiers. The premium, which is 150 which you get uh, all the same things as the associate, but you also get $150 credit with them. Mm-hmm. And then the elite, which is $300 and uh, all the same things except you get um, what they call exclusive offers and benefits. So I think they do like some private signings and all that just for the elite members. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so you send in your books. Uh, for those who don't know, the grading tiers, um, the grading tier is basically just like what how old the book is that you're sending in. So um, uh, Hunter would know better than me here, but uh, older books are more expensive to send in because yeah. they're older. I could um, basically explain that real quick. They're modern. They're cheaper. Yeah, so it's usually when you hear modern comics, you think I usually think 2000 and up, like the year 2000 and up. Yeah, but. For here, modern comics are considered 1975 and up. So if you have a book from 1976, that's considered a modern comic. In this case here. (laughs) (laughs) In this case, I mean. So yeah, if you want to send in these comics, you'd have to pay for it for them to slap and everything. It's just the cost of them putting the slap, checking it, and sending it back. I believe they it all puts in shipping and everything there too. So I personally put in two comics from 1964. They're both from 1964. So I was considered like a more of a rare comic because back then, I think it's because up until I think 1974, comics were known as disposable entertainment. It was recommended that you buy them, you read them, you throw them out. Like they were completely disposable. <laughs> that, 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 that like hurts my heart just hearing that. <laughs> I know, but they were known as disposable. That's why stuff like uh, the original Detective Comics and Amazing Fantasy number 15, all these first appearances of major characters today... Their first appearances are like impossible to get because everyone read it and then threw it out. So 
after 1974, I believe they became more of like, hey, these comics, they're, they're meant to like put on a bookshelf now. They're meant to put in comic boxes, keep them. They're collectible items now. So people were like, oh, they're collectible items. So they stopped recycling these things. So they became a bit less rare. But because of that, if you're below 1975, you have to pay a bit extra. I think it's only like $15 extra. I could be wrong on that. Mm -hmm. I just did this yesterday. <laughs> again, like I didn't send in anything above 1975 as of now. I'll probably do it again with some more modern comics. But because of that, it's just a bit more extra. I don't know why. I think it's just because it's more rare in the end. But in the end, they're the same size as like a regular comic book. So... But yeah, anyways, yeah. you want to continue your explanation? <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. So um, you you send in your books, uh, the graders. I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's multiple graders go through it. It's so like they could each have notes and kind of come to a consensus what the grade is. They they give you the notes and then they put the they slab it and put the number on it, and that's the rating of your comics. So uh, a nine point eight is like, wow, your comics in really amazing condition. You. And then, you know, if you have like a 6.0, it's a little bit less. If you have like a 1.5, it looks like toilet paper, you know, basically yeah. how it goes. So, 1.5, <laughs> um, I think the only way to get a 1.5 is if the cover is actually missing. So, they'll still slab oh, is those. It, is it okay? Yeah. If actually, I was looking for appearances and slabs, there's a lot of 1.5s, which are not worth that much, of the first appearance of Punisher of all characters. Like the first appearance of Punisher, he has a lot of missing covers for whatever reason. <laughs> That, that's so, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of odd, actually. Um, but but anyway. Um, so the grading is, you know, it's a cool process. Um, it's something that's always kind of like I've wanted to do, but it's always been confusing to me. Um, but I've seen it broken down a little bit more. And actually, Hunter had a YouTube video that I plan to watch later. But uh, you know, this is something that I definitely want to do for a few of my comics. You know, I have the first appearance of Nightwing, I have the first appearance of Deathstroke, all that. Mm -hmm. So it would be really cool to do one day. And uh, yeah, I'm glad Hunter is getting to be the guinea pig here and like yeah, kind I'm of uh, <laughs> watch it, watch it unfold. I probably won't get receive them. It takes you, so depending on your rank. So like I paid the one fifty dollar one is how fast they will do it. So say oh, I said mine in, and a guy did the cheaper option, like the twenty five dollars or whatever fifteen. Uh, sent his at the same time. They'll do mine before they do his, or like they uh -huh. they have like a lineup. Say they have like five of them sent in by the one hundred fifty dollar and six of them sent in by the fifteen dollar one. They'll do all the one one fifty ones first. So in the end, mine will be done before the cheaper ones. But again, if you did like the three hundred dollar one, you'll get yours within that week pretty much. Like as soon as they receive it, wow, they'll do cool. it. They'll send it out. For me, I think I have like a one week wait time once they receive it before they send it back i'm in canada so it might be a bit longer i'm expecting to get in july according to the tracking number and stuff uh -huh. so um, you'll get soon. so so if you had to put on a guesstimation on the two grades that you're gonna get i mean obviously you don't know you know mm. uh, like for for example i have no idea like how the grading works they look into every last detail for me i'm kind of like okay you know, the cover's in good shape. Uh, the corners are pretty nice. The corners are usually where I think a lot of people get caught, you know, folded corners and all that. But the pages are in good shape. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I would think it's a good comic. But I don't know. They break down every last, like, particle of it. So they look if you just like had to guess based on your, you know, eyes, what would you guess the number is going to be on both of them? Right. So I'll explain which ones I sent first. So for those who didn't see my story, uh, a friend of mine, his uncle and his dad used to collect comic books. And they were going through their house, and they were about to throw them out. But then my friend's like, oh, my friend oh Hunter my collects oh comics. Oh, my God. That breaks my I heart. I know. <laughs> so he, he, my friend texted me like, hey, uh, my dad has all these little comic books. We're, we're clearing out the garage. We're going to throw them out unless you want them. 
I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take him. Did, was, did you immediately, like, I'm in my car now, I'm on my way. Yeah, basically. Like, dump the remote, save it, save it. So there was about, I would say, 200 issues in there. Uh, so uh-huh. uh, his dad's like, I don't know if any of these are worth anything, but, uh, you know, you could take them. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll go through them. And, and I'm like, do you want any of them back if, like, they're worth anything? He's like, I don't really care. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Oh, that is, that is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, no take backs. <laughs> So, so I came home and my girlfriend and I, we went through them and we looked at every single issue and I looked up the pricing of like how much these guys are worth, if they're rare, how many there are in the world of every single one took a couple hours, I believe. So, uh, in the end, the two rare one, two rarest ones that I sent were Tales of Suspense number, oh, I think it's number 24 and the Amazing Spider-Man number 14. Those are the two of them that I actually sent in the end. Oh, here, I have them right here. Tales of Suspense, number 49. Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't it 49? Because number 39 yeah. is the first appearance of Iron Man. So, so when, I, when I originally saw you had the nine there, when you sent me the picture, I was like, oh, my God, is that the first appearance of Iron Man? Hunter is fucking rich. And <laughs> yeah. then I was like, oh, okay, okay. So close. <laughs> Ten issues later. And num- uh, they mean Spider-Man number 16. So the reason these are rare are, despite them both being from 1964, same year. Uh, is the Amazing Spider-Man number 16 is actually the first time Spider-Man ever met Daredevil. It is the first appearance of those two and the first appearance of a villain called the Ringmaster. You know, okay, whatever. But does so they ever it, make a ring? If, if Sony ever does a Ringmaster movie, which is a potential, oh, knowing yeah. Sony, you'll be rich. <laughs> yep. So it's actually the 16th issue of the Amazing Spider-Man and Daredevil is in the yellow suit. He was only in the yellow suit for a few months when he, they created Daredevil. Stanley put him in the yellow suit, and then they decided, you know what? This isn't working. Let's give him the red suit. So he is in the yellow suit in this issue. Um, and so that's why that's so worth so much. And I love that because Daredevil is my favorite superhero, and Spider-Man's one of my favorites too. So I love that it's those characters. And so, like, this was the first appearance of... I can't think of a character I don't like. Of Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye, but, I mean, I prefer Daredevil. <laughs> um, yeah. Tales of Suspense, number 49. At first, I couldn't find out why that was rare. It's not the first appearance of anyone. So after, because when I looked it up, like a uh, 9.0 is worth like $1,700. So I was like, oh my God, why is this so rare? So I, I looked up the details for the story. It is the first time an X, the X-Men have crossed over with the Avengers. Now this is before the Avengers were fully a team. It's just, it's about uh, Iron Man versus the Angel. It is just, this is the first time that an X-Men has crossed over with another superhero that isn't another X-Men. So it was mm-hmm. pretty big when this first came out because at the time, this was before the Avengers. So seeing like the X Men having these books and other characters having these, seeing the X Men meet Iron Man was like insane. If this happened, if something insane had happened today, it'd be like, what if Batman and Iron Man met? It was two characters that you didn't think were possible to ever meet, even though they're in the same universe. So that's why mm-hmm. it, it's so rare first appear, first meeting of the X Men and the Avengers, kind of. So, um, looking at the covers now, I have I took pictures of them before I sent. Tales of Suspense is in good condition. Like, from when I was ah. looking at it, I don't see any, like, ripping in it, no, nothing damaged. It looks a little washed out color-wise, but, I mean, it's from the 60s. Yeah, um, that's that's expected. I didn't open it. I didn't dare touch it. But I watched well, it. Well, that, I was wondering that. Did you, like, open any of them? Because I, oh, I would have been, you know, I would have been scared to open them. But I also would have kind of wanted to open the Daredevil and Spider-Man just to see what their first interaction was like. I imagine um, there were a lot of exclamation points knowing Stan Lee. I mean, but... you could probably look it up online. 
<laughs> it's pretty old. That's so, that, that's fair. That's well, fair. it was sealed too, so it's not just in like a plastic cover. Like it was like taped down and everything. Like I feel like these might not have been open at all. Well, obviously open at one point, but not they, in. They might have been read centuries. in like fix these and just put away forever. Yeah, exactly. So tell us the suspense. I honestly looking at it now, I'm hoping for an eight. Like that's what that I'm would be amazing. For. That would be amazing. But in the end, I looked up a video of like behind the scenes of like looking through the comics. They actually look through every single page. They go through every single page. Oh, okay. Page. I mean, that, ma- that makes sense. Uh, absolutely, it does. They don't just look at the covers. So that makes me a little nervous because I didn't open it. There could be a page missing for all I know. And they'll lower or, it down. Or the, 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 the dreaded, especially with those old comics, pen ink. I, I've seen so many comics ruined by pen ink. Like, it'll have writing on it because, you know, back then, like you said, it's like disposable stuff. So it's like having a piece of paper on your dining room table. Like, you need to take a quick note. You write it on that. So people would write oh it on God. comics. Oh, my God. It, that happened, it's horrifying. too. I, I've seen so many of those. Horrifying. I have a Mighty Thor. Like, one of the comics in this box was a Mighty Thor issue. Uh, I think 240 or something like that. It's the first appearance of a frost giant. And uh, uh-huh. it, it's worth, like, the a nine. Is worth like twenty five hundred dollars, but there's writing jeez. on the cover, like ah oh, jeez, what, so, what does so it the, say? The barcode is crossed out, and it says like ten cents or something. That's crossed out, and it says twenty five dollars, like across the title. Oh, like, oh my god, I don't even bother saying that. That, right. that, that literally pains me to hear. Oh, that is horrifying. Because I looked up. I don't, the, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's have you ever seen the show Comic Book Men? Yeah. I, I used to watch it's, this show. Kevin, Kevin Smith's show. Uh, they, yeah. had, they had one comic. I can't remember what it was now, but whatever comic it was, somebody used a grease pen on the front. And so not only was it a pen, it like has like for, the forever stain on it. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. It was like such like a thick stain. And I'm like, that is horrifying. I don't even remember what comic it was, but it was something rare. And it's like, anytime you see that, it's so sad. Dang. Uh, the, the, the craziest one I've ever read about, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the story of this. Did you ever hear about the Action Comics number one that was used as insulation in a house? Um, no, I didn't hear that. That hurts. So, so in, in, I want to say like maybe the nineties or two thousands, uh, maybe even later than that. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was in the two thousands. Uh, this couple bought a house. It was like, a they were trying to flip a house. So they bought a tiny house. It was like a fixer upper for $10,000 and they were taking down some of the walls to kind of fix it up. And they found like old newspapers that were used for insulation back in the day. You know, if you couldn't afford yeah. insulation, you use the newspapers to try to keep the house warm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in there was an Action Comics number one. Wow! <laughs> they used it as insulation. So the you know the disposable uh, entertainment, right? Your kid reads Action Comics number one. The house is really cold. We don't have enough newspaper. Boom! Give me your Action Comics number one. Stuff it in there. <laughs> so they see it in the wall and they realize like, holy crap, this is Action Comics number one. So um, they said that. It would have received a 3.0 in the condition it was in. But when they tried to take it out of the wall, uh, they they took it out too aggressively, and it ripped. So oh. it went from a 3.0 to a 1.5. The back cover came flying off when they took it out. Oh. So uh, th- they laughed. Uh, th- in the article they put, uh, it was a $75,000 tear, but it still sold for 175000 that's insane. Oh, really? Still that much? I was just gonna look up how much like a three. So, so, so yeah, so they they bought the house for ten thousand dollars. They find that in there and they sell the book for a hundred thousand. That's it's, it's crazy stuff. That was that was a crazy story. Like I can't even imagine that. Like it's like I I'm guessing these people weren't comic fans, so like maybe they weren't as ecstatic. Imagine like doing that and just all of a sudden uncovering the holy grail of comics. Like 
I, I would like faint on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you go on eBay, which uh, I'm looking on in the background here, Action Comics number one, 29th page only. So only the one page is CGC'd and it's worth $3,000. I, I didn't even know you could CGC just one page. But why does somebody either. have just one page? <laughs> I don't know. It's a single page. And it's worth that much. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like the most. Like it's a... the most valuable comic of all time, and it's uh, it's it's an insane issue. But I can't believe like somebody used it for insulation. Like you know, I I, I wish you know you could go back to 1938 and stop that person. Like no, wait, <laughs> don't do it. I'll take that off your hands. That's like a horror story. You could tell around a campfire right there. <laughs> a bunch of comic. Fans. Oh yeah, yeah. I was trying my. I was trying to take the comic out of the wall, and I accidentally ripped the back page off. I cost myself seventy-five thousand dollars with one rip. Oh man, that sucks. Wow. But yeah, yeah if you CGC your comics, it becomes a lot more worthwhile because in the end, yeah, you, you for, could bo- you could boost the value of it mm-hmm, big time. Because now now end, it'll it'll forever stay in the grade. Yeah, exactly. So if you just have like a rare comic and I was going to put these just in picture frames. That's what I was going to do. And that would be it. But then I, I did a bit more research on CGC. I realized the value can go a lot more up and it looks nicer in the end. It looks really nice in that little uh, plaque. Yeah, yeah. the slab, the slab looks nice. I've never owned one. So I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm pretty sure it's like very thin as well because like you could see the back cover on it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what it looks like. So you're gonna have to post when you receive it back a lot of videos and stuff. And I'd, oh, yeah, I'd yeah. love to see the graders' notes to see the kind of stuff they write down on there. Yeah, I'm curious about that too. So uh, I actually will. Have I'm, I imagine it's cool stuff. Because I, I ordered some books online too that were CGC like a few weeks ago. So they're still on their way. So in the end, I'll have four of them, and I'm gonna be hanging them up. So I have uh, the very first Marvel one shot ever made. Uh, I believe it was a 7.0, and I got uh, the first appearance of Black uh. Manta. Which I think is eight point oh, and then I'll now have. This. Wait, you got the, you got the Black Manta eight point oh, eight point oh or seven point five. I gotta find it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Really? I thought I thought you got it like a three point five or four because I thought it was like really expensive. Oh, maybe I'm completely wrong. Yeah, no, that that sounds way more. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say when when I was like looking at prices, I was looking up three point fives and fours. So, <laughs> I mean, oh, unless you uh, all of a sudden went all out and got an eight point oh, I mean, I'll, I'll be impressed. But... <laughs> oh, never mind. No, yeah, eight point oh is like a couple thousand dollars. I just looked up yeah. my oh, my email here. Yeah, no, I got a four point five. But the yeah. the Marvel Comics one, I believe, is more than that. I think I got Marvel One Shot. Yeah, Marvel One Shot's eight point oh. But the Marvel One Shot, oh, I wow. mean, it's the first one shot ever, but. It's not like a first appearance of any, everything. Yeah, it doesn't so. have like crazy value, but it's still cool no. to have. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. They. That was just a test too. I've, I've been kind of jonesing to get a CGC comic. Uh, I lost a bid for, and now I'm kind of glad I lost a bid, especially if five G's canceled. But I lost a bid for the first appearance of Captain Boomerang Junior. Uh, it, <laughs> it's Identity Crisis number three. It was a nine point eight, and I lost a bid. It was at like, I think it was at like twenty eight bucks, and I was like still bidding on it, and I was like, all right, I'm not going over thirty. And it went to 31, and I was like, all right, I'm out. And I think it ended up going for like 37 or 39. So I was like, all right, you know, it's good that I got out. Uh, but I, I know I, I almost ended up with that one, you know, from a bid. So uh, was that, 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 that would have been that, that would have been a crazy one to have, uh, yeah. especially because now, like, I would have been regretting it if 5G gets canceled. But uh, was that on my comic I, shop? I, you know, yeah, my my comic shop is a great website, by the way. Okay, yeah, if I was wondering because like, I know they do bids. online for comics, but. Mm-hmm. I, it, this was on eBay. Oh, it was on eBay. Uh, okay, but yeah, yeah, it was on eBay. My comic shop is a great website, though. Yeah. Uh, but 
I, I think the first CGC comic I get will be my holy grail of the Flash 110, the first appearance of Wally West. You gotta go I really want it. I, I, I think I put on our uh, post on the Comic Book Hunters, uh, our Instagram, where we talk about comics. Um, I, I think I put, like, I want it by the end of 2021, and I think I'll get it by the end of 2021. So, get it by the uh, end of 2020. We'll, we'll see. No, 2020. You gotta say on the podcast that you'll get it before that. <laughs> I... I, I don't know. I, I'd like to say I don't know if I can make that commitment. It's a little scary. <laughs> We're already in this. June, but I, oh, I yeah, scout out every day. Somebody recommended to me actually uh, buying a regular raw copy and then getting it graded. So I don't know. I got I got to look into that. See if that would be worth it. What but year is that? Either oh, that way, was, I'm not. That wouldn't be a modern. 1959. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah, 1959. Sure. It's an old one. Um, but. I, like either way, I'm not trying to get like the highest graded copy. Um, I'm fine with anywhere between a 3.5 and a 5.5. I just want the cover to look nice. So I ultimately I don't really care what the grade is as long as the cover is in good shape. So like I found mm-hmm. one that was like a 4.5 or a 5.0, and I was like, oh, it's pretty nice. But then it had like a big red blotch on the cover. Oh. So I'm like, oh, I don't want something like that. You know, if, if I'm gonna get it, I want the cover to be nice. So I've been scouting out. I've been doing my research. If you ever find a cheap copy of Flash 110, maybe DM me so I can find it easier. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing my research. Working we'll see. On One day. Yeah, within this end past, of 2021. Within the past month, I would say we both got a lot more into just comic collecting as far as rarity goes. Because making the comic hunters. Yeah, page I've, I've, and... I've always I've always kind of been into the you know single issues, but. I've never had, like had really had like the huge motivation. Me but, either. Until um, like yesterday, it's, it, it, it's kind of been yeah, it's kind of been interesting. Like you know, uh, hunting some of these, and you know, when I got the first appearance of Nightwing, that was like a huge, huge you know moment. And mm. uh, when I ended up with the first appearance of Deathstroke as well, so you know, th- these are like awesome moments. So yeah, I I, I really wonder what what my copies would be graded uh, for my first appearance of Deathstroke, my first appearance of Nightwing. I've never really really inspected them, but the covers always looked really nice, so I wonder if they'd be high. What do you think? It, uh, that would be, be really cool. Yeah, what, what's your guess here? I I don't I, I I honestly think both would be above eights, like at least from the cover. I never flipped them open because I was too scared to flip them open. But <laughs> yeah, that was me with the Spider Man. Um, the, the, the covers were really nice. Like the corners were in really good shape. There was no like. Like sometimes the staples get rusty. They were still in good shape. So, oh yeah, that's a good. That, I feel like the staples might been rusty on the, uh, the Spider-Man one. Yeah, I, I mean, eventually they just get old enough that they end up kind of rusty. But mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 all part of the grading. Like I think they take into account that you know the comics this old, like it's gonna have flaws. Yeah, so. exactly. I, I mean, I didn't really know much about but. CGC until. Like you introduced me to it because you you messaged me like are you gonna get the CGZ and I was like oh yeah I, I am I kinda yeah yeah I, re- I remember I, yeah I remember um what, whatever the comic you were looking at uh, I was like oh you're gonna get a CGC and you were like CGC question mark and I was like oh man I'm about to educate this man <laughs> you about to ruin my wallet <laughs> basically I'm looking at well, these you old... know that that's not that's not directly my fault <laughs> yeah. Last fall, I worked at a at an internship for Marvel, and in the uh, building there was some old comic books. I'm looking at pictures now, and only one of them was CGC. So there's Amazing Fantasy, but it was just in like a like its own slab. It wasn't CGC'd. It was Fantastic Four number one as well. But the one that was CGC'd was Marvel Comics issue one. So the very first Marvel Comics ever featuring the robotic Human Torch, and that was yeah. a 4.0, which is pretty oh, decent cool. for the first Marvel comic ever made that was uh 1939 so that's pretty impressive yeah. But yeah uh if you guys ever want to get into cgc like 
and you have questions, I highly, highly, highly recommend going to YouTube, going to the website first off, it's just cgccomics.com, go to YouTube, just type in how to submit books to CGC, there's a video by a guy called uh, Reggie Collects, it is so helpful, it's about 13 minutes long, I watched it like 100 times, I paused it after every sentence, while I was, he basically walked me through doing this. I just yeah when, when when I eventually get the uh membership and all that I'm gonna have to uh take a look at that yeah video. really watch that I just hope that I fully did it right because before recording this I was talking to JD about the process of doing it and he's like oh so did they send you the uh the box to ship it in and I was like the the what <laughs> yeah like on, on on the membership tier it said like they send you a large shipping box so I just assumed that you had to use that like you know but yeah, I, I, I made know, an I, account. I think, I think you can use any box, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, I hope I didn't get in trouble here because I made the account, signed up, paid. I told them what comics I was sending, and as soon as I sit, like, done, I went and sent them. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so hopefully I did, right? I didn't see anything that ever said, don't send them yet. So I hope I did, yeah. right? I, I think you should be fine. I mean, you could always shoot a DM to uh, Jay Philly Comics. He's been very helpful. He's a... Uh, Big time collector and a big time CGC grader, so. I probably will, yeah. Just in case I messed up, so I can panic and not sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, it might not, it might be better to not know because, like, you, there's nothing you can do about it. It's already in the mail. Yeah, I, I have a tracking number and everything, so I'm able to track it. I'll know when it arrives, and if I if it arrives and I don't hear anything for a month, then I will panic <laughs> and send many emails did you receive the spider-man issue or the suspense um uh, mr cg ceo of cgc comics can you can you check my comics i need to speak to mr cgc to make sure it's there because that could <laughs> the be a couple C the thousand cgc dollars. family themselves yeah <laughs> oh uh, man that's funny that's a hero story but uh <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a long CGC talk, but that was a fun talk. So yeah. I hope uh, at least one person got use out of this conversation. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, this was another fun episode. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review or whatever you think we're worth. I would hope that you take the five stars. If you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a follow, slash subscribe. Uh, for Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What?